Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty. We are back here for a little Week 15 recap in the NFL. Um, we got a lot of stuff to go over. Just a little peek behind the curtain real quick. We're recording this at late Monday night. Um, the Saints just got done destroying the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and also, we are not in the normal studio I record in, so... The sound quality will probably be a little worse, and there's going to be some background noise. If you heard the first podcast where there was cars passing at times and stuff like that, there might be some of that this week, but I'm hoping it's not too bad. But yeah, apologies for that. But yeah, that's kind of just what we're dealing with with right now. Um, but yeah, let's just dive right in. Kind of the rundown of today's show. Uh, going to go over some games that happened yesterday. Uh, the playoff pitcher in both conferences um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. And then at the end, we're going to talk about um, the Jags and the grievance um, news that broke today. Did a little digging on that and and just think it's a pretty interesting topic. I know it's the Jags. They're out of it. Not playoff talk in December, but I, I do think it's an interesting development and an interesting story. Um but yeah, let's just get, let's start with the games. Um, another wild week 15 in the NFL, another week in the books. Season just keeps flying by. We only have two more regular season weeks left. Can't believe it's went this fast. Um, but let's start with the surprise and one of the biggest upsets of the season, really. The Atlanta Falcons went into San Francisco and beat the Niners. Um we had the Falcons in the picks and we went over it. it. It was really playing out a lot like I thought it would, where it was the Niners were trying to just do enough to get by um, and just survive and sneak through that game. They were really banged up and they had the lead for a lot of it. Um, and it just, it just, they just let the Falcons hang around, hang around a little too long and, Julio got him at the end with the touchdown. Um, from the Niners' perspective, this loss, I mean, it's an annoying loss, I'm sure, for their fans to lose that game at home, but it doesn't really change anything for them. They still control their destiny to the one seed, and they w- it would have been the same even if they would have lost this game. Um, now they just don't have room to spare, I guess is the only thing, but... Six open as six and a half point favorites against the Rams next week. Um, so, you know, if they take care of business that game, then they're just back to where they would have been, even if they would have won this game. Their season was always going to come down to um, the game in Seattle week 17. And um, yeah, so, I mean, it's an annoying loss, but they're okay. Uh, I still like that team a lot. Like they're just, they're a really talented, well-coached team. Um, them and the saints have seemed like the two best teams all year in the NFC. But as we sit right now, even after the saints, win, your one and two seats are the Seattle Seahawks and the green Bay Packers, how, uh, don't ask me, man. It's just right now we have a, we have four 11 and three teams in the NFC. The sixth seed is 10 and four, um, just a loaded conference. But yeah, Niners, annoying loss, but kind of could see that one coming. Like I said, had it in the picks. Not them losing the game. I didn't. I definitely didn't think they'd lose the game, but 
they've been playing so well for a while and the NFL, you're just kind of due sometimes for a bad game and with how banged up they were, um, you could kind of see a game like that happening, especially against the team Atlanta. Yeah, they're bad, but they have a baseline level of talent. Matt Ryan is former MVP. Julio's a top receiver in the league. Um, they have some talent on that team. They seem to like Dan Quinn. They, they, they're still playing really, really hard for that guy. Um, we'll see what the future holds there. But the Niners, they're fine after this loss. To me, for in my opinion, for them, it's just about getting healthy. If they stay this banged up and they got to go on the road or lose in Seattle, then this, this really, really impressive season might be all for naught. But if they get healthy, I think they've proven to be um, them or the Saints, and they beat the Saints as the two best teams in the NFC. So... But right now, neither one would have home field in round two. So it's just a crazy year in the NFC, especially when the sixth seed is currently 10 and four. Just those, the top heaviness of the NFC is really showing itself. Those teams, those five teams have basically been playoff locks for a few months now. Um, they have now all um, clinched a playoff spot. They're all in. Um, actually Minnesota's not in quite yet, but they're going to be in. They play, play Chicago at home week six, uh, week 17. And also the Rams are in C in San Francisco this week. So ba those are five locks for playoff teams. The Niners, they'll be okay. After that loss, their season still comes down in my opinion to health and the game in Seattle in week 17, which right now is a two twenty-five game, but I would imagine that game gets flexed flexed to, um, to Sunday night football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause like I said, four teams at 11 and three in the NFC right now, um, Seattle and green Bay are your one and two, as we sit right now. Um, even though the saints who are currently your three seed at 11 and three beat the Seahawks, but because of the three-way tie, Whatever I don't know what all go. I mean, it's it's confusing, but however it works, they have the Saints currently as the three seed, um, even though they beat Seattle, who is currently the one seed. Um, with Green Bay, Seattle, the tiebreaker there is common opponent. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Niners. The Packers lost to the Niners, so that's what that one is. The Packers Saints tiebreaker is conference record. Now the three-way tiebreaker, I mean, that's when I just throw my hands up and say, okay, I'll just tell you what, I'll just go with whatever the playoff machine tells me and not look too much further into it. Um, so Saints fans are, are going to be cheering big time for Minnesota next week because, so they're going to be cheering for Minnesota next week and Seattle the week after that, obviously, because San Francisco has the head to head over New Orleans. Um, so yeah, if the if if Minnesota beats Green Bay next week, then the Saints are then the one seed because then they have the head to head over Seattle and they would then be the one seed. Seattle the two, Green Bay the three, NFC East winner the four, uh Niners the five, um Vikings still the six, even with a win next week. We've been over that plenty. Green Bay has to beat has to win one more game, doesn't matter which one it is, and they win the North. Um, so the saints will be big Viking fans next Monday night, um, in that game. And then there'll be Seahawks fans the week after that. 
Um, they look very, they looked very good tonight. We'll just quickly hit that. They destroyed the the Colts. That was never really a game. The Colts, uh, the Colts are just ready for this season to be over. They're they've kind of turned out a little bit more like, um, I kind of thought they would be at the first of the year. A team that does show some flashes because Jacoby has a ton of arm talent and they have some decent talent on that roster. But with with losing your quarterback as close to the season as they did, it was just way too much of an uphill battle. Um, but the Saints look great tonight. Like I said, I just think you got to, even even though it's Green Bay and Seattle right now as your one and two seeds, um, I just think the Niners and, and, um, the Niners and uh, Saints have been more impressive and more consistent um, than those other two teams um, just in looking better. Um, and I guess we'll transition now to Green Bay. We'll knock that out of the way. Green Bay beats Chicago, eliminates the Bears. They win that game 21-13. to 13. Um, The Bears somehow almost tied the game. Um, just crazy event. Um, events at the end of that game with the laterals. But Green Bay wins again in a very – another ugly, um, sloppy win. Um, but Hey, at least it's a win, right? Um, I just, I I'm done waiting for this team to suddenly start looking pretty again. You go through, I'm, you go through this season. Um, they looked pretty against Dallas and they went into Kansas city with Noma Holmes and the offense looked pretty and it looked good against Oakland. And there's been a handful of times where the offense has been like, wow, you know, it all kind of came together and it, it looked good and they won pretty like the old Packers used to. I think we got so used to that as fans that we're just, we want that back and winning almost isn't enough. I know that sounds as spoiled as it can possibly get, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm done waiting for them to turn into that type of team. Um, they talk constantly how uh, like there's no identity with this team, not the team, but like people around the team. Oh, what's the identity of Green Bay? Because sometimes the defense has been great. Sometimes they've been living off turnovers. Like I said, sometimes the offenses come out and really just burned a team down. The identity of this team in 2019 is winning ugly. And I just need to get off my high horse and just realize that that counts the same. They're 11 and three. At some point you are what your record says you are. Um, and may, and like I said, maybe winning ugly is their identity and you'll see these flashes of brilliance. And that's the most frustrating part is the first play of the game. They do a shot play to MVS. He drops it. What it would have been a 70 yard touchdown. Um, but then the next drive they hit Tay on a, on a nice play and they get him matched up on Buster's screen. And it's, it's, it's like taking candy from a baby touchdown on fourth and four Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. Let me just rant about my guy real quick. Um, Aaron Jones is one of the best running backs in the league. You either realize that now, or you're not paying attention on a yards per play basis. He's one of the best running backs in the league since he's entered the league. This guy is a certified star. Um, and it's time he starts getting talked about, in the best running back in the league conversation. He's been great. He's been their most consistent and best offensive player all year. Two more touchdowns yesterday, just a touchdown machine, man. And, and he was, and they, and they come out in the second half green Bay and they two drives, bang, bang. And, and they're up 21, three and it's looking great. And 
But of course, they just can't do it consistently, and the Bears are suddenly in the game. I saw somebody tweet, I can't remember, so I'm, I'm sorry uh, for not giving credit, but I retweeted it. If you, um, and someone just said, hey, can we just fast forward to where this game is 21-14 with like three minutes left? And that's just what it is, and I think that's just going to be every game. They can go, and they just cannot have it at all and get blown out like they did against San Francisco. But for the most part, this team is going to be in sloppy, ugly games, and you hope that their star power with Rodgers, with, with Aaron Jones, with Devontae Adams, the guys they have on defense, all the investments they put in on that defense. Darius Smith is playing like a defensive player of the year candidate this year. Kenny Clark, pay that man. He's been great lately. Preston Smith is rock solid as, as, as much of a professional as you can be. Just goes out, does his job, produces every single week. Um, they, have, they have enough star power to sneak those games out and it's it's not going to be pretty but hey it it's this season sure beats the last two seasons for sure so they're back in the playoffs they clinched a spot yesterday um 4-0 in the division i've complained a ton this year but i'm done doing that because we're in december now the team is who the team is they have their limitations but we got to think man not not many people picked this team well, damn near no one picked this team to be in the position they are right now. I saw like one 12 and four prediction all off season. Most people went with the bears to win the division. Um, and the Vikings as the second best team in the division. I remember Terrell Davis put the Packers as the fourth best team in the division. This was always going to be a process with a first year head coach and a new system and a bunch of new pieces and limited guys on the outside as outside of Devontae. They have no receivers. I don't know how many times we need to be over that. Jimmy Graham was a nut, gave you nothing again yesterday. He cannot see the field in the playoffs. I'm getting off on a rant here and off on a tangent, but my point is, is they are just Maybe this is just who they are, and we got to accept that. And and if they win this way, hey, if they win that, if they if they if they win the Super Bowl, <laughs> winning games like this, we we still celebrating, right? Like it it it's style points. This isn't the college football playoff. Style points do not matter. Ws matter. And I, like I said, at some point, you are what your record says you are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the negative shit with this team from from now on until they in my opinion, inevitably losing the playoffs. I just don't think they have the consistency because they have the top, top peak. We've seen that. We've seen them do this, but it's just they can't do it consistently. And it's not even like a game-to-game -game thing. It's a quarter-to-quarter -quarter thing with them. The first quarter, they look pretty good. Um, the second quarter, they look like they forgot how to play football. I've never seen Rodgers with that just many low IQ plays. The grounding... Um, the slide on on the head first slide in the fourth where he uh fumbled and they called it a fumble at first and they overturned it um there's so many things like that where it's just head scratching but hey they have stars on this team that can carry them and can propel them in close games we've seen it all season um and yeah man i, I just it's just done to stop it's it's time to stop waiting for this team to suddenly look like the 2011 Packers where every game is like a party and everybody's getting involved and, and they're getting turnovers too on top of it and it's just awesome or even the 2014 Packers or one of the other great teams that potentially could have gotten a buy as a Packers team just 
going back in history, and I, I will we'll we'll end the Green Bay stuff um, after this. I'm sorry if I'm already going long on them, but this team reminds me of the 2012 team. 2000. Now the 2012 team was more consistent, but you go back and look at the 2012 team, 11 and five. I think this is going to be a 12 and four team. <laughs> like they're going to beat Detroit at least, right? They have a chance for 13 wins here. Um, but that, that team was 11 and five. They were the three seed in the NFC. They won a playoff game and then they had to go on the road and they, and they got destroyed. I mean, they got destroyed against, that was the Capri- That was the first Niners game. And where Kaepernick went nuts and, and the whole thing. So this team reminds me of that team. I'm expecting a similar outcome and I'm done waiting for this team to suddenly start winning pretty. They're going to win ugly. They're going to play in ugly games. That's just what it is this year. Um, but they're 11 and three and they control their destiny to a bye. Um, somehow they're still alive for the one seed, which seems nuts. And yeah. And if you would have told me in August, Hey, after week 15, they're going to be 11 and three. They're going to be the two seed right now. They're going to control their destiny, own destiny to a bye. And they're going to have an outside shot at the one seed. I'd sign up for it every day of the week. Um, so that's where we are right now. Um, we've been waiting for this Minnesota game forever. We've had this game circled forever. Um, you win this game, you're going to get a bye. And this is why we're fans, right? This is why we watch sports and follow everything so closely and do podcasts and talk about it is for games like next Monday night. So, so that's, that's the thing on the Packers, um, 11 and three at some point you are what your record says you are. Hopefully they can keep winning ugly because getting W's is all that matters right now. Um, we'll stay in the NFC here with the Dallas Cowboys. They went in, they had a home game against the Rams and completely destroyed them. Basically ending the Rams season 44 points from Dallas. Um, the performance really, uh, distracted everyone from the defer gate, I guess what happened with Dak and the coin toss and all that. That doesn't matter now because they won by a million anyway. Um, just a dominant performance. And this is why to me, I, <laughs> I'm just basically sticking with Philly for the East right now because um, I'm stubborn and I picked the Eagles to make the Super Bowl and I um, picked have money on them to win the East. And I feel like I bet on them every week. Amazing backdoor cover by Philly last uh, this past week too. Um, but Dallas is more scared. If I'm the five seed, I'm more, much more scared of Dallas than I am Philly. Philly just can't blow anyone out. Philly just straight up doesn't have it this year. I, I'm, I'm going to keep picking them because, like I said, I'm stubborn. But I don't know what else more we need to see, guys. There's two games left. They, they had a three-game stretch against the Dolphins, Giants, and Skins. And they lost to Miami. They barely beat the Giants and trailed basically the entire game. And then it was a back-and-forth battle against the Skins, who the score looks a lot better for them than it was. They trailed this game. They trailed in this game in the fourth quarter. Um, so it, it's – I don't know what else. I mean, it's just it's just not happening with them. But they, they still have a chance this week to, to – 
win the, win the East and take take control. They still they still control their own destiny. But to me, I'm not saying Dallas is back because Dallas is a 500 team, and um, we just saw them lose to the Bears and the Bills, um, and they've lo- they lost three in a row and they've won one of their last four games. And but the thing with Dallas is Dallas has a ton of roster talent. Their coach is a walking corpse at this point. He's not going to be back next year. I'd be shocked if he was. But Dak, Dak is really freaking good. And Ezekiel Elliott is still Ezekiel Elliott. And one of the, he's also one of the best running backs in the league. And Amari Cooper is a stud. He didn't do much yesterday. Cost me in my fantasy matchup. But he's a really, really good receiver. And their line's really good. And they have playmakers on defense. Like this, the roster, the ta- the roster talent that Dallas has is at least enough to be frightening if you're the Niners or Seahawks and you're going to be that five seed and you got to go on the road to them because they have the potential to just put it all together. I think it's crazy because they're the one seed. I'm not saying Dallas is back. I think Seattle would ultimately find a way in that game, but that would be a back and forth game. If it's, if it's Seattle, I think it'd be a back and forth game in that four or five. And I think Dallas would have a real shot. If it's San Francisco, um, I'm much, much less sure about that. I, I just think San Francisco overall is just way, way better than Dallas. They've been way more consistent than Dallas. I don't think I would not like Dallas's chances in that matchup, but I think they'd at least have a puncher's chance against Seattle. Man, I, I I'm cheering for Philly to win the East just because of the stuff I went over, but it's all I'd be fine with seeing Dallas in that spot because I think. I think that they would have a much better chance in that in that matchup than 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 Philly. We saw Philly against Seattle just a few weeks ago, and Philly won that game. I mean, Seattle won that game seventeen nine, but it was seventeen three. The Eagles scored a garbage time touchdown with twenty seconds left. So, I just don't see the Eagles on that level. Such a disappointing season for them. Um, and we'll see where they go from here. Their, their season is this week. Um, they are two and a half point home dogs to Dallas. I'm very scared. I, I probably should hedge and just take Dallas because of everything I have riding on Philly. But I'm very scared the Eagles might be making another appearance in the picks. I just can't. I just can't really quit that team for whatever reason. Even though I think I know that they just straight up don't have it this year. But Dallas, Dallas has a ceiling that is at least enough to scare whoever doesn't win the NFC West, I think. that's That would be my take on on that situation. Um, so, yeah, that's that's in the NFC. I, I thought we'd get some clarity in the playoff. Actually, I don't think I did, but um, the playoff picture is still muddled. It's still very confusing, especially in the NFC. It's getting a bit more clear in the AFC. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, but, yeah, I mean... So if I if I'm sure I'm confusing I confused you with throwing out a thousand different scenarios and everything, but I'll run it down real quick and then we'll switch to the AFC. Um, NFC wise, Seattle controls their own destiny, the one seed, along with San Francisco. They both control their own destiny to the one seed. Um, okay, that, so I already got it wrong. That's wrong. 
the Niners control their own destiny to the one seed. Seattle controls their destiny to the one seed if Green Bay beats Minnesota because then the Green Bay is going to beat Dallas. And then for whatever reason, the three-way tiebreaker pushes New Orleans down to the three. New Orleans controls their destiny to the one seed if the Vikings beat the Saints. Um, I'm not – Jesus, that was way wrong. If the, uh, the, the New Orleans controls their destiny to the one seed if – the Vikings beat the Packers and the Seahawks beat the Niners or the Rams beat the Niners. So, so, so they need, they need uh green Bay to lose one more game and they need um, the Niners to lose one more game, whether that's the Rams or Seahawks. And then they control their destiny to the one seed green Bay for the one seed, just to throw it in there. They need the Rams to beat the Niners and then the, um, Niners to beat the Seahawks and then they need a win out and that's the one seed. That's how they would, uh, for the two seed for them, it's just went out. Like I've said, Vikings, they look like th- they look like they're going to be the sixth seed. Um, even with a win next week, Dalvin went down yesterday in a blowout win over the chargers. My God, Phillip rivers have some fucking self-respect and at least make that game close. My fucking God, dude, fucking seven turnovers, dude. I can't even imagine. Shouts to my Chargers fans because once again I just feel horrible for you cheering for a maniac like that every week. I mean, I love River, I like Rivers, I respect his game, and I I think you know in a different world he has a lot more winning success. But so fucking careless with the ball, it's 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 disgraceful. Um, Chargers got to move on from from him. I just don't know how else. There's no other way around it anymore. Um. But yeah, Vikings look like the six just because they're not going to get over the the east the uh, the west loser for the five, um, and they are not going to win the division unless Green Bay loses to Detroit, um, and that Green Bay if the Green Bay loses to Detroit, then there won't even be a podcast. I'm retiring from everything if they lose that game and end up on the road in round one. But I don't see that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of your team's pass. I hope that made sense in the NFC. The Rams are basically done. Um, they're technically still alive, but might as well just cross them off. Um, unless they pull a shocker in San Francisco and then the Viking and then the Packers beat the Vikings and then the Rams have Rams only alive if Vikings lose out and they win out. So that's what they need. Um, so that's the NFC, guys. Insane, insane. I think next week with Green Bay going to Minnesota and the Saints going to Tennessee, is it going to be more cleared up? I don't know. Uh, Niners-Rams also play, like I said, but hopefully because it's confusing right now, but that's kind of everybody's path. Switching to the other other conference, um, the AFC here. Um so let's start with the Sunday night game. The Bills beat the Steelers uh, by seven. The over-under was 37, um, and that uh, well, that went under. That was a nice – That I think I mentioned that somewhere on last week. Josh Allen, three for 25, one touchdown, one pick, 139 yards. Not very good. 
Duck Hodges, not to be outdone though by Duck Hodges. Two, 23 for 38, one touchdown and four picks, 202 yards. Horrible quarterback performance by both both players. Um, and both these defenses are filthy. Like just seeing those two on display and the way they hunt the ball and the way they the way they play. They both play such a fun style of defense is fun to watch, but, and it's, they both have really good defenses, but their quarterback play for both of these teams limits their ceiling drastically. Um, uh, and Pittsburgh is now still holding on to the six seed because the Houston Texans went into Tennessee and beat the red heart, hot Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Um, they win the game by three. They can. They had the lead. They never trailed in that game, Houston. And now they are. They just need to win one of their last two to clinch the AFC South. Their playoff odds are up over ninety now. Um, and Tennessee's is down to nine percent. So a killer loss for them. For that them. Uh, so Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh goes to the Jets, where they are three-point road favorites um, this week. They got a Pittsburgh like they have for the last few weeks. St- Pittsburgh, even after a loss, still controls their own destiny for a playoff spot. If Pittsburgh wins out, they will be in. Tennessee need Tennessee gets New Orleans, so that's not easy. Um, and if with a, one more loss, Tennessee is eliminated. So Pittsburgh can clinch with a win. With two wins or one Tennessee loss. Um, and yeah, so Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has got to be feeling good right now. Um, Tennessee is eliminated with a Pittsburgh win and a Texans win. So Tennessee, who was really on this great tear, that loss just really, really hurts them. Um now they need to go pull an upset against the Saints. Not a big upset. They're two-point home dogs. I bet that moves in the Saints' favor after the Saints just destroyed the Colts. Um, so they got to pull off an upset there. They got to hope the Jets beat the Steelers, and then they control their own destiny. It's just still so muddled. It's hard to talk about this on a podcast format. Um, I'm sorry if I'm not being clear. Like it, it's, but. Basically, Pittsburgh controls their own destiny, winning their in. That's what Pittsburgh's looking at. They have the Jets this week and Baltimore next week. That's It's in Baltimore, that game. Um, but Baltimore can wrap up the one seed in the AFC with a win over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baltimore is a double-digit road favorite, 10-point road favorite in that. I think Baltimore takes care of business in that game. They're they're a well-oiled oiled machine. They they're just rolling right now, um, and I think, and I think that that I mean I don't know, but I I think then then they would probably rest a lot of their guys in Week 17, which would be a big time break for Pittsburgh. So if you're Pittsburgh, even after the loss, you got to be feeling good. Um, I think their defense should swallow up the Jets. That's not a. That's definitely a losable game for them. But I just think their defense is enough in that game, and then they might get the Ravens, who are resting their guys in Week 17. 
Um, and also they'll they'll just need to win one of these games if the Saints can beat the Titans or if the Texans can beat the Titans. And the Texans just beat the Titans, and now they would get the te- the Titans at home in Week 17. Um, so, so yeah, Pittsburgh sitting nice even after a loss. Buffalo is in, and Buffalo is the five seed. Like unless they go into New England and win, and then they're they can put. It's crazy. Like I don't. It if they go into New England and win, then they could potentially get a buy. Like that's the crazy thing about Buffalo. Let me just make sure I'm right on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so let's see if if Buffalo. Okay, yeah. So even if Buffalo wins in New England, New England still has the tiebreaker over Buffalo. So and then New England plays. So for Buffalo to jump New England, New England would need to lose out. And New England's Week 17 game is the Miami Dolphins. Sure helps being in the AFC East, doesn't it? Um, so New England's looking pretty good for that, for that, um, f- for the division. Um, KC, who looked good again in a in a snowstorm against Denver, they they win that game pretty easily. Um, KC a game back again against New a game back from New England, but do hold the tiebreaker. Um, if if New England loses one more game and KC wins out, KC would be your two seed. New England has two home games against the Bills and the Dolphins. Six-point home favorites against the Bills um, this week. I think the Bills can give them some problems with the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense, like I was, I was saying, is a very, very good unit. Um, but just I can't see it. Josh Allen going and winning in Foxborough. I'll believe it when I see it. Honestly, I'm even cheering for it. I hate New England, but I just I don't see that. I think New England is going to win out and be the two seed. Um, KC, like I said, they're they're starting to hit their stride here. Um, they got Mahomes back, survived that injury, and now they're really starting to hit their stride. They play a Sunday night game in Chicago next week. We'll see what Chicago team you even get next week because they'll be eliminated. Um, not nothing to play for there for them. Um, they are KC's a five-point road favorite in that game. Um, NFL really should have flexed that. I don't know why they didn't. Um, uh, what could they have even have flexed? I guess the schedule, the Sunday schedule is not. I mean, shit, flex fucking Dallas Eagles. Get that. Get that ratings gold with the the big markets there, but guess not. They stuck with KC bears. I guess they just want Mahomes on prime time. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, KC has really hit their stride here. Um, they have won four in a row and five of six. Um, like I said, they survived the Mahomes injury. They went into a new England, their big game and won that one. Um, I think KC is going to win out. They just, they're, they're home for San Diego. Oh, Jesus, San Diego. They're home for the Chargers in Week 17, and they're at the Bears this week. So that seems like two wins to me. I think they're going to be 12-4, and four, and then they just got to hope for a New England loss, and they can get a bye. Um, but, yeah, they, they look good. Uh, they look really good. The AFC, um, a conference that has clearly been the, been the lesser conference this year, could have a really fun uh, Final Four if we get – Baltimore, Houston, and KC, New England, 
which is I think what kind of what we'd be looking at, even though I, I, I don't know, man, I wouldn't trust Houston too much, but if that was your final four and you got Lamar, uh, Deshaun and Brady and Mahomes in the divisional round, that's about as good as it gets. Um, so they got that's that conference is kind of top heavy too. I think the league is just in general top heavy this year. Um, and that's going to make for some crazy divisional round and conference championship games. Um, and maybe even wild card games in the NFC. Like right now, you'd have New Orleans hosting Minnesota. That's about as good of a wild card game as you can get. And you'd have potentially the best team in the conference on wild card weekend in the Niners. Just absolute madness, madness this year in the NFL. I really can't remember a year like this. Um, so little is still locked up here. I mean, your playoff teams are locked up because, like I said, the top heaviness. But as far as seating and buys and where teams are going to be going, a ton is still yet to be decided. Um, so, yeah, I mean huge win for Houston, um, huge Houston win for Pittsburgh, massive Pittsburgh. Now, like I went over there thing, Pittsburgh is sitting pretty, pretty as far as making the playoffs goes after that Houston win, they got to be feeling really good. Even after a loss, um, they just need a literally Pittsburgh. If even if, even if, say two upsets happen and the Jets won and the Titans won. The Titans would then be your sixth seed. But um say say like I said, Baltimore rested, Pittsburgh won. Um and Pittsburgh beat them because they're playing their backups. Um and then Tennessee lost at Houston. Pittsburgh back back where they need to be. Um Houston, like I said, playoff odds over 90% now for them. They're looking they're looking like they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they're going to be that four seed. I just think KC, like I said, they're going to win out, and they'll be that four seed, even though Houston um, – so Houston, yeah, they're looking good even if they lose one of these they're to be to be a playoff team. And if they beat – they just need one more win to win the win – the, uh, south now that's not a guarantee for houston we houston's a weird team i mean we're just a week removed from denver blowing them out but i just think they're kind of like green bay in the sense that they have a lot of star potential like star talent with deshaun and hopkins and fuller and stills and they get duke johnson going like i think green bay has a better defense especially now that watts hurt but they're kind of similar teams that way and I just think they have enough of that talent to at least, at very least, split split one of these and be your AFC South champions and be your four seed, even though they do have the tiebreaker over Kansas City. But they, they Kansas City just they have a pretty nice they have a pretty nice spot here. This is a nice time to be catching Chicago. Chicago just really left it all out there against Green Bay. They, that was kind of their. Super Bowl obviously had to win to stay alive. Um, and now it, this is just, um, uh, I'll just leave it at strongly considering KC for the picks this week. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else as far as the playoff picture goes? Any team we didn't hit that's in the race? There's a few teams. Colts were eliminated tonight. 
Um, there's a few teams. Somehow Cleveland and Oakland are still technically alive, but there's no way. Not even worth discussing that. NFC, I think we hit everyone. Um, and yeah, so it's not much clearer this week, we're, but we're getting closer to this thing being uh, clearer and, you know, two weeks away from knowing our playoff, being having it be playoff week. So that's kind of where we're sitting with everything. Um, we will be, we will uh, be back for picks um, later in this week. And before we jump out of here, um, let me just go over the Jacksonville thing because pretty crazy to me. Um, so yeah, I'll just read it. The NFL statement regarding the Jaguars reads in the last two years, more than 25% of the grievance grievances filed by players in the entire league have been filed against the Jaguars. You as a player may want to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. Um, yeah, so remember when uh, Jalen Ramsey was a distraction and a bad teammate because he wanted to get out of Jacksonville? Makes a little more sense now, doesn't it? We should always just, I really think we should always just trust the players on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, they find, and they, so, Um, they fined uh, Fowler over $700,000 during his time in Jacksonville. And it really just, I asked around, and I, I was some people that know, because the stuff in Jacksonville, if this was like a bigger market, it'd be a big time story. But it's Jacksonville, and do they even have any fans? And, you know, it's Jacksonville, <laughs> you know? But... If this was a bigger market, this would be a huge story. Players are not going to want to play in Jacksonville unless there's a complete and total overhaul with the front office and the coaching staff, from what I've heard. Um, during the Ramsey situation, which makes a lot more sense now why he never, why he wanted out so bad, right? Um, but the thing with the Ramsey thing is his reps and his agents was telling people openly like making sure it got out there to circles and you could just ask around and try and ask people that know and you'd be told Ramsey was telling people he's never playing for Coughlin again um he hated Coughlin and he was making that open before he got traded um and it, this makes a lot of sense I mean I know 20 like grievances only 25%. Oh, it's only, that's a quarter. There's 32 teams and a quarter of the grievances. Think of how many grievances are filed as a whole league. There's 32 teams. A quarter of them in the last two years came from Jacksonville players. Told you about Fowler, how they, how much they find him. And I asked around, like I just said, one of my buddies that on Twitter that might kind of know about what's going on down there. And he, and he just said, um, Coughlin is a disciplinary. And we know that. I mean, he's always been. Coughlin's an old school guy that that really believes in his way of things. Um, but the stuff that I've been told is that Coughlin has been finding players for like, okay, example. You have an they have an eight o'clock film session, whatever. Just an example. 
they he has been finding players for showing up at like seven fifty six to an eight o'clock film session, and he's been doing that a lot. Um, and and that is absurd to me. And I know maybe some older people might think, oh, that's you know, you are early to things, and you should be, and you should be fifteen minutes or, or whatever. I'll just tell you with players. Now that I'm a player, but I'm around players' age. I know people around players' ages. We don't like that shit. <laughs> we don't like that shit. If you want us there at that time, tell us that. No need. And he's finding people for stuff like that. And Marone, the head coach, same way. He's old school disciplinary guy that, I mean, it's just, it's stuff like that that has been going on forever. And it's why Ramsey wanted out. Um, it's just, they have no choice but to completely and totally clean house. They're already a mess there um, with their quarterback situation. They give Foles a ton of money because they wanted him. This is true. This is on the record, by the way. The Jaguars gave Foles more money. They were bidding against themselves. No one else was in on the Foles thing. And they gave Foles more money because they they wanted him to be respected in the locker room because of how much money he made. The thinking down there in Jacksonville is just completely and totally backwards and outdated. If I was a fan of that team and whoever is, God bless you because it's it's a mess down there. A mess. Um, but that's that's where we're at right now. I, I mean, Jalen, Jalen was right, man. Jalen was tweeting back in um April was saying that he during voluntary workouts because the report was Jalen Ramsey is exactly where Jalen should be during his offseason. He's this was the tweet to be clear. Jalen Ramsey is because they were pissed at him for not being at a, at a voluntaries. Um, and they and the tweet was Jalen Ramsey's is exactly where Jalen should be during his offseason, spending time with his young daughter and family, training in his hometown of Nashville. Um, the Jaguars are fully aware why he's not taking part in the voluntary offseason program. Jalen tweeted, fully aware and voluntary, meaning I don't have to be there, but they know the exact reasons I'm not. My teammates know it's all of and know I'll be ready when it's time. Um, and it's just a shit show down there. It's it's they they were mad at him for that, and they 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 just they just are doing things a different way and the wrong way down there. And I they're gonna have a because players talk to players. Jalen Ramsey. For as much as the media and people wanted to say he was a bad teammate and a distraction for wanting out of that shithole, shit um, is one of the most famous and well-respected players in the league. One of the most famous, I meaning non-quarterback-wise, just because of the way he plays and how special of a talent he is and the, the brashness of his game and how much, tra how much trash talk he does and he backs it up. Um, players love and respect Jalen. Um, players talk to players. They're going to have a hell of a hard time getting players down there unless they just completely overhaul and clean house. And then it's going to take a lot of repairing to do for that new staff and front office. That's going to have to come in. Coughlin needs to be shot to the moon. He, he shouldn't even be there right now. He has to be fired. Um, 
Marone, he's kind of an old school guy too, and he does the same type of bullshit. But I don't know how bad of a coach Marone is. I just think he's kind of been dealt a shit hand. The blame here to me is on Coughlin. I know, and thank you if you're still listening at this point, um, as we're in probably about the almost 50th minute talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars in week 15, but um, where they're not a playoff team, not not been in the picture for a while. So thanks for still listening. But they just got a completely and totally clean house. That it's a mess down there. It's going to be interesting to see how um, that all plays out. Um, but Jalen was right, man. And and it's just it's just I just think like so Jalen gets called a distraction and everything because he wanted out of there and he gets hated on. But that was wrong. Uh, Jalen was right about everything his reps and and his and people close to him were saying obviously not that i know but i just asked around heard listened things it's been reported um jalen was telling people i'm never playing for coffin again like i said and he was right and everyone that hated on him owes him an apology because we love jalen on this show we respect Jay. we love jalen he's one of our favorites um and yeah man so that's I think that's it, man. That's I think that was a good one. Um, got a lot of we covered a lot of stuff there. Uh, like I said, we will be back later on this week. Um, look for the picks on probably Thursday or Friday. Um, and yeah, so that's gonna do it for another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Anchor. Um, if you're looking to start start a podcast, the best and only way to go about it is to use Anchor. When starting a podcast, you might have a ton of questions. How do I post my podcast? How do I promote my podcast? How do I get my podcast on all the platforms? How do I record my podcast? Everything that goes into it, Anchor walks you through it every step of the way. So we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. If you could swing by iTunes and give us a rating and review there, preferably five stars. Um, That really, really helps us just get us out there and try and grow our audience um and leave us a review what you like about the show what you don't like about the show suggestions love to hear it all just if you could leave that rating really appreciate it all right guys thanks peace